butts and fucks and fucks and butts and butts and fucks and fucks Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are going to talk about upcoming TV shows and TV shows that are out right now that we're really enjoying and maybe TV shows that came out a few years ago that we think you should watch. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, thanks for listening. We wanted to give a brief content warning before this week's episode. Later in the episode, Molly and Nick recommend a show called Them on HBO Max. Since recording the episode, the show has taken an incredibly dark turn that feels exploitative. Some folks are calling the show trauma porn, and that feels like an apt description. As a result, we don't think we can recommend the show any longer after listening to BIPOC and reading what they have to say about the show. We felt it was important to give you this context so you could make your own decision about the show. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. Hey, it's me, Molly Glover. And Nick Glover. Uh, what's the matter with you? I'm Nick Glover. <laughs> we're both very Italian. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. This, know what happened. this is our Italian counterpart podcast. Hey. I don't know. Um, hello. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, we are still recording remotely as we are in the middle of a pandemic but very very soon very soon all three of us will be through our two-week protocol shots 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 i actually get my i get my second shot tomorrow all right i'm very excited tomorrow will be out of my two-week protocol so hey i can can hang out with other vaccinated people one week from tomorrow is my two-week protocol and i'll be on call so by april 28th uh, all of us will be ready to go it'll be crazy it's going to be exciting so uh, maybe what we're talking about will not be nearly as relevant uh, soon with some of us being allowed to perhaps go out and do things slightly more often than <laughs> other people. And yet we thought we would do an episode about TV stuff because you know what? Uh, we still are all kind of inside a lot more than, than we have been. And uh, maybe maybe it's time to take a look at all the, all the streaming services that are out there, all the really uh, great stuff that uh, we have been finding or that we're looking forward to yeah. that, that is uh, available on many streaming platforms. Um, I can speak for myself that, that I have Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus and HBO max um, and Apple TV. So I've got those, those we, five. We have, we have uh, Amazon prime as well. So right. we, we, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have Paramount plus yeah. or Peacock or. Yeah. yeah. I will also say, uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's April thirteenth in Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, right now. So things are a little. We, we need some distraction. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. the fact that we are actually uh, Nick and I are under curfew again tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. at, Me too. At, at 10 o'clock. Are you? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And uh, uh, also the Derek Chauvin trial is happening. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's it, it can it can be kind of nice to kick back with something. And, and also, it's fucking thirty three degrees outside. It still, is thirty three so. degrees. It snowed today. The fuck. Okay. Yeah. Everything is like conspiring th- to make us watch TV. That's right. <laughs> Stay inside. If you're not out protesting. Yeah. Safely. So like, how Nick Molly, let's st- let's start with this. Is yes. there something out there that maybe isn't current that you really think people should go and watch? 
Yes. Okay. So uh, there, Nick and I stumbled upon this show. Uh, that is, uh, it's it's a BBC Four show, so you can find it on Netflix, and it's called People Just Do Nothing. Uh, there's five <laughs> seasons of it. It is about uh, these 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 uh, pirate radio garage garage uh rappers like jungle like music. it's it's like jungleism like jungle music but it's it's got a different harder edge or G- something garage it's, is a term garage. that covers a lot of genres yeah so they they uh they are they are garage uh mcs and djs and they have a pirate radio station called corrupt fm and uh it is like slice of life with them and it's filmed like a documentary and they think they're, they, they are on a documentary and for, like the the BBC. Se- for the BBC. And like the second season is them being like, well, you know, ever since the documentary started, you know, we're very famous. It's like and the office. It is way. a lot like the office in that way. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. uh, it is the, it is uh, the people are, they start out, you feel like they are buffoonish and, I would say despicable at times, but as as with all good documentary shows, you really start to feel more for the people as you see more about what their day to day life is, and they are all really pretty stupid. Yeah, is yeah. very important to note, and so, but they and are some stu- of them are yeah. immoral, some of them are real slimy or skeezy. Yeah, but some of them you really really feel for. I would say all of them. I don't think there's a single character where I'm not just a little bit like, man, this poor fucking guy. Like, yeah. like it's everyone's got some real even pathos, Jibuti, I suppose. even to buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, it's very, very much uh, uh, low, low uh, income life in a uh, an estate called Brentwood. Uh, they live in like council flats, basically. Like they live in like it's it's their it's the British version of the projects or whatever. It's like you know a lot of a lot of low income people kind of crammed together uh, in small apartments. If, and if you yeah. don't if you don't like embarrassing or like cringe humor, mm-hmm. like if you don't like Napoleon Dynamite type stuff, sure. where you're kind of seeing people humiliate themselves to some degree yeah. just by their own nature. It might not be for you, but if you like, uh, I don't know. I would say if you have any interest in in rap, uh, yeah. jungle garage, garage. I can't. They garage. say they say garage because it's British. Well, it's British. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was. Uh, I've I've really been enjoying it. Uh, it. I find it really funny, but I also really like that kind of humor. So the, uh, the guys, there's a movie coming out for it that is something about them performing in Tokyo, I think, mm. in Japan. And then uh, they have gone on tour as themselves. Ah. As these buffoonish characters, they've gone in to like real concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a and, thing that's and, happening a lot these days. And they, they've said like, it's great because, you know, I'm not a great DJ, but when I screw up on stage, it's not because I'm a great, not a great DJ. It's because I'm in character and <laughs> Steve's isn't a good DJ. Yeah. So everyone just assumes it's, it's like it's my acting and the people the, the people who are acting in the show are also the creators and the Pretty writers much. yeah and and mm-hmm. they write the music and the lyrics and they and so it's it is kind of like them being it's similar to vilification tennis i feel where they are being amplified versions of a, of a part of themselves right sure. it's it's not it's not a character necessarily as it is like taking a little piece of yourself and blowing it up to 11 right it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 so yeah people just do nothing on netflix okay nick we uh, got something that's been around for a little while that you think people should go watch so uh on amazon prime 
there is a show which people are calling um oh shit i just forgot the book with all the kids unattended and the conch and piggy oh uh, lord, lord of the flies people are saying it's like like lord of the Fra- flies with girls and yes. i think that is uh accurate if simplistic but there's a show on amazon prime called the wilds Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think maybe has more in common with Lost mm-hmm. than it does Lord of the Flies. But unlike Lost, it seems like they have their shit together and <laughs> the story really tracks and makes sense, even though there are a lot of cool mysteries. It's like the first couple ahead. seasons of Lost. It's like the first couple seasons of Lost, right. Uh, maybe with a dash of Orphan, orphan Black mm-hmm. in there for good measures. It's very good. But it is a... A plane full of young women crashes in the ocean and they are all shipwrecked on an island. They're on their way to a female empowerment weekend, a luxury, a luxury female empowerment weekend where they're going to be pampered in Hawaii and do all these great seminars and like workshops workshops and and self-esteem building. And so they're girls from all walks of life. And, And they're all going for one reason or another, whether it's because, you know, they need to get away or it's a punishment or it's, a scholarship or something they earned mm-hmm. and all of the girls have one other person who knows them from their life outside the island except for one girl mm-hmm. so so girls that might have secrets or things that they want to leave behind or mm-hmm. history there's one other person there that knows and it makes for some very very uh enjoyable and interesting uh character relationships and dynamics it's really good and really raw emotionally we binged it in like a day and a half we just we just we couldn't stop we were just obsessed and couldn't stop watching seasons is it one One season season with a really good hook for a second season which is in which is in production sure yeah all right it's great all right so uh yeah the the show and i I think i mentioned it a few episodes back just in passing but uh the show that pat and i recently just binged all the way through and i know a lot of people were talking about it and we were like we got to watch this schitt's creek is hilarious oh yeah so fucking good um and uh it's it's four seasons so it's a really it's five it's five it's six it's six seasons actually yeah it just feels it feels way shorter than that because they're not like 24 episode seasons i think most of them are like uh 12 or 14 episode seasons um and uh you know it's just like a really good show as far as creating character development for for the main the main four characters uh but also all the other all the other um connected characters within Within Shit's Creek, um, yeah, and uh, one of the things that you know, we watched some of the documentaries about it afterwards, and one of the things that you know you notice but you don't really think about is that they just made the decision to have homophobia not be a thing. Yeah. Right. No one is ever like, "Oh, it's gross that he's gay," instead, or that he's bi. Instead, they're just like, "He dresses funny," <laughs> like, because well, yeah. he's fashionable. Are, there are people that are a little awkward about things, but yeah. but not homophobic. Yeah. Right. They just they just aren't very familiar or haven't had a lot of exposure to these big city types. (laughs) There's a point where there's a point where like the son's the David's dad is like, well, talking to to somebody in Schitt's Creek. He's talking to the 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 mayor. Roland. Roland. Yeah. My son is pansexual. 
Yeah. And Roland's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, and I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to, because he's pansexual, I don't know if he's going to be ever able to find the right person for himself. And it's never about, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle right. my child being pansexual. It's I worry about what that's going to how that's going to affect his life yes. moving forward, which yes. is just like you're like, this is a conversation I never would have expected in a show like this. Well, and um, even so even on, in the uh, it's close to the finale of it. So if you don't want to you don't want Shit's Creek spoiled a little bit, just jump yeah. ahead 30 seconds here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when Patrick's uh, family shows yeah. up. Uh, for the wedding, uh, for the engagement party, and they uh, they think that David and Patrick are just business partners. Yep. And uh, so and so uh, uh, Johnny accidentally says, you know, like that, that that he loves that you know Patrick and David are you know engaged and they're and boyfriends and they're so mm-hmm. great together. And it's like, and Patrick's parents at first it seems like they might be upset because yep. they didn't know their son was gay. And it's true they that he hadn't told them yet, but later they're like. Oh, we're not upset he's gay. We're just really worried that he didn't tell us and like yes. what that means. Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're worried that that there's something wrong that he doesn't trust us. Like not we don't we know he's gay. Like how is it even a thing? Like yeah. Uh Molly and I had that show recommended to us by so many friends and we watched the first episode and we were like this show fucking sucks. Yeah, the first episode's rough. And I would go so far as to say like I don't like I didn't really like the first season as much as I liked the rest, but going back and rewatching, mm-hmm. now I like the first season more. It's, the first, it's season, tough. The first yeah. season establishes who they are. Yeah. And, yeah. and who they are are uh, people who need a lot of work. <laughs> and and well, yeah, and also, like, terrible. the, the yeah. very first joke is racist, and that kind of I think I think threw me off because the very 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 first joke is when they're at the Rose Mansion and the FBI comes to the door and the the uh, Latina maid opens the door and she says immigration. Like that's right. a that's the joke. Oh, she thinks immigration's here to take her away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not cool with this. And so that don't let that throw you off. That is a that is that is a an outlier yeah, of, the, no of, the, of the humor for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, anyway, it's a really good show. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I, I, I just rewatched it. it. That's why it's so fresh <laughs> in my mind. I actually just rewatched all of it. Uh, loved it. Yeah. Okay. I love I channeled Alexis Rose for a Ville show once. It was wonderful. <laughs> okay. So Molly, how about something that is coming up oh, that, some, uh, that you are interested in? or I don't have about? anything that's coming up, but I have something that just came out. Okay. Good enough. So something that just came out uh, that's really great is, and it's, I will, I will preface this with, uh, it is hard to watch, and I need to give you a lot of content warnings. Okay, so the show is called Them. Oh boy! On Amazon Prime. Now, Them is it is it's it's self describes. It says that it's a horror anthology series, and that season one takes place in the 1950s in California. Now, it's exploring the 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 horror comes from the the people it's exploring the horror that can happen with humanity. Now this first season focuses on a black family that moves from North Carolina after a very traumatic racist incident. And they move to California to live in an all white suburb called East Compton. 
Uh, mm-hmm. West Compton has a lot of black Senior families. Compton. East Compton has no black families. Now, this family notices uh, on their deed that there's this like con- there's this covenant clause about how no one with any Negro blood can live in the community. And the realtor assures them that's not legal anymore. We don't have Jim Crow in California. It's fine. Uh, the neighborhood then proceeds to traumatize this community purposefully to try to make them move. And that is where I will say the biggest content warning is the plot is racism. Right. That is the driving factor of the plot is people being increasingly escalatingly more violently racist to this family. But also also it's a horror story with ghosts. But also there's a supernatural element. There's at Ah. least there's there is a supernatural entity that either manifests itself as four different kinds of ghosts or there's four ghosts or whatever demons or or the town is fucking evil or the town is evil like dairy. Uh, also, it really explores uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder oh, because the, the the husband of the of the main protagonist family uh, came back from World War II uh, uh, or Korea. I'm not sure which. Really fucked up. Uh, his wife has post-traumatic stress disorder after this very traumatic racial racist incident that happened in North Carolina. I mean, like it's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen portrayed on TV. I will not lie. This is very violent and it, very scary. They do a really it's good really job good. with the content warnings before the episodes. Yeah. Um, they're fairly specific. Uh, there's a few episodes that have blackface in them, and there's, think- there's a specific content warning for blackface, for example. Yeah. In uh, uh, yeah, sexual trauma, uh, violence against a child, like they, they get very specific about what it's going to be. But I would say this is uh, this is not something that you should watch if any of that is difficult for you. Uh, but I think it's really important horror. Uh, especially in the modern climate uh, of, of racism. And I think what's important, especially for white people to watch, is a lot of white people think they're not racist because they're not doing this. Like, they're not, they're not doing this stuff. They're not making horrible, like, jungle noises at people. And they're not hanging dolls outside their house. And they're not burning their lawns. And it's like, that's just the overt stuff. Like, right. it's, it's, so I think it's, I don't There's know. There's a lot of, yeah, but know, it's, solar. it's, it's good. I, I, all I can say is it's, if you really like very truly horrific, scary, violent horror, uh, like I do, <laughs> uh, I think hmm. you'll like this. All right, Nick. Uh, something I'm really looking forward to is coming up on Netflix uh, in a month or two. It's called Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, the trailer just came out for it. And it's an adaptation of a Mark Miller, that's M-I-L-L-A-R, comic. Miller. Um, he's the writer that wrote Kick-Ass and uh, the comic that The Kingsman is based mm-hmm. on. Um, but this is a really more mature work for him. Uh, hardly a single anal sex joke in the whole thing. Wow, um, crazy. Uh, I know. But um, no, but uh, Jupiter's legacy is about a uh, golden age generation of superheroes that are uh, a mythological pantheon, not unlike DC's Justice League, uh, who now are aging and the next generation of, of heroes is kind of... Um, like if Superman, you know how some kids that have rich parents grow up to be spoiled pricks? 
Sure. Now imagine if Superman's son was a spoiled prick because his dad's Superman, right? And imagine like being a kid raised in the shadow of of like Wonder Woman and how could their kid ever possibly live up to their expectations when they can't even live up to their own expectations for themselves. So it sounds like similar to the Watchmen comic, how there's the Uh, the previous generation and then the the current generation. And and, and like Watchmen, it's kind of meta, right? It's kind of um, about the history of comics itself and how it shows itself with using these very familiar tropes in a very original story. Mm -hmm. Uh, The comic is fucking unbelievable. It's really kind of a hidden gem. Uh, if the, the trailer, I don't think like they make they the trailer is all like superhero punches and power waves and stuff like that, and all of that is in the comic for sure. In mm-hmm. fact, there's one of my very favorite superhero fights is in the comic, but there's so much depth from the story that they don't show in the trailer, and I really hope we get that. That's yeah. gonna be uh, May seventh on Netflix. On Netflix, okay. Nice, Tim. Are you are you looking forward to anything? Uh, yeah, I think um, the one thing that I'll I'll mention right now, uh, I'm pretty damn excited to see what Loki's going to be like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, and we're going to get into it in a couple of weeks when the series is over, um, but, but WandaVision was excellent, uh, pretty, pretty dark and tough. And I, I think that, um, the, and, and, and if, if one can get darker and tougher, I think, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is managing to do mm-hmm. that so far. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like Loki's going to take a little, little lighter approach mm-hmm. to things, which I, I, I would like to see them do with mischievous. The, yeah, I mean, because he's he's mischievous, and I mean, and and I, he's a fun character, and mm-hmm. you know, you feel like he's not going to take things seriously. They're not going to take it quite as seriously, and I'm not. I'm not knocking those other two shows for it, but I want to see a different tone from yeah. what they were doing with the with the um, MCU TV shows. So I'm looking forward to that show, and I think that's that's coming up. That's coming up after Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, right? just just yeah. a couple weeks after, I think. Yeah, so. Well, and like they've got Owen Wilson in that show, and that's I mean what he, what he does is is wry comedy, right? So I, I think yeah. he's a good he, he's a good straight man yeah. for comedy. So I think there's going to be a lot of play between him and Hiddleston yeah. there. I um. I had some stuff spoiled for me for Loki. Oh no! Uh, Don't by, spoil us. By, by googling around for some casting news, so I would maybe avoid looking into things ahead for Loki for you. Fair enough. Um, there's some stuff that might not even make sense unless you are familiar with some of the more recent comics that feature Loki. But it are they are things that, as a comic reader who has read those stories, makes me way more excited for the show. That's good. All right. Well, that's good. Um, okay, so I'm just trying to uh, figure out different things. So, um, <laughs> how about something that uh, that that like you've watched that maybe has another season coming up that you're mm. super excited about? Uh, uh, yes. So the second season for the show just dropped. It's called Solar Opposites. Yeah. Uh, solar like sun. Solar uh-huh. Opposites. It's on Hulu. Uh, it is by the team that did Rick and Morty. Uh, it was Justin Roiland. Yeah. So it's one of the guys. It's not Dan Harmon. Uh, it's Justin Roiland and uh, one other person who I, I can't think of right now uh, who uh, they it is a show about 
uh, aliens that crashed that come to Earth. Uh, Earth is the planet they're they're told to go to as part of their you know like like uh, like Krypton. Uh, it's exploding, and they send a hundred ships with you know like their their ability to go to the other places and try to like live and survive their species. Basically, uh, it is very raunchy comedy. Uh, I would say. In the style of Rick and Morty, without a lot of the insufferable shit that comes from Dan Harmon. It's Harmon's. less edgy, but just as crude. It's just as crude, but it's more of the funnier stuff because that's yeah. what Justin Roiland brings to the table right. is the humor Silly. and the silliness. Uh, it is there are four main characters that kind of fill this nuclear family. It's uh, two adults who are, I guess, male. Uh, and they're not really gender. They don't really have gender, but that's how they that's the how they're voiced, I yeah. guess, and that's how they present, I guess. But and then there's a a, a young like a boy and a girl who are the young uh, aliens who are who are yeah they're 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 learning. They're they're supposed to be like learning from the others, and then they have a, a pupa who they're supposed to raise to uh, full whatever the next step, the next stage of the pupa is. I don't want to give too much away. So uh, it's really silly and funny. Uh, the, the second season just came out and I'm guessing they're going to do more. Yeah, and it's, it's very meta uh, and, and, and very fun. There's a B plot in both seasons. Oh my God. Where one of the characters is just kind of like somewhat indiscriminately whenever they get a bad customer service interaction or cut off or anytime whatever, a person is rude to them they uh shrink them and so like, <laughs> at like 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 the size of a green plastic army man or yeah like maybe. a lego minifig <laughs> and they put them in this like terrarium complex in their wall and the terrarium complex in their wall has developed a sort of little civilization of shrunken people. Because there's like a hundred, there's hundreds of people in there. <laughs> to the point where there is a government and revolutions and, and uprisings war. and warlords and <laughs> and super... resource scarcity and farming and love and, and, and betrayal. Just, and then they just pull back and you're like, oh my God, that was all in the wall. And <laughs> I think both seasons end up with one whole episode just devoted to the shrunken people in the wall. And I think in both seasons, that's my favorite episode. It's pretty, it's really great. It's yeah. really great. Yeah. That's All me. Right, Nick, what Nick? about you? Um, Something that is just done. Oh, something that's just done that a second season is on the way for is Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. On Sci-Fi, which is uh, Alan Tudyk's show. Really um, funny. He plays an alien who was sent to Earth to wipe out humanity and he experiences a technical problem is forced to crash land and kill and take over the identity of a doctor in this rural uh, Colorado town where their doctor was just murdered. And now he is being tapped to be the town doctor and all of his human interactions are learned from Watching a little bit of Law and Order. A lot of Law and a Order. Lot, a lot, a lot of Law and Order. And uh, he has a general disdain for humanity. Uh, Alan Tudyk does an amazing job with his alien and distracting almost expressions. The makeup for the alien form is very cool yeah. as well. And like the 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 actual makeup application works with his lips. Yeah. And so like and you can teeth. really let him he he can really emote with his face. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so good and dark. Like it's just very weird and and yeah. And yeah. 
yeah. very very sitcomy. It's based on an image comic, I think, that I haven't read. That has a few differences, but I guess largely it's it's pretty close. Yeah. And there's a that first season just ended, and there's more on the way. Also, uh, there are a ton of native actors. Yes, there's quite a, like quite a few native actors who are main characters. Yep. And have main character storylines and stuff. Yep. So that's really nice. And uh, uh, there's there is uh, there are slutty characters with no slut shaming yeah which is also oh. great like yeah. <laughs> yeah good stuff very funny all right i don't have anything that that's like immediately coming up but yeah. i guess you know what i'll go back to is something we've talked about a lot but i know they're filming it now which is ted lasso season two. Oh, so, so excited and I know, I know they're filming and one of the reasons we know they're filming it is because they actually filmed a little uh bit for uh the sag awards yeah, because they were they Did were they? Up for, yes, yeah. Just oh, go, and, watch go that. and look it up on YouTube. Uh, Ted Lasso SAG Awards, and uh, they've, Jason... got a, they've got a they've got a little bit about talking about about the best ensemble award for the for the SAG Awards, and and talking about great ensembles in history. And it's just like every one of your favorite characters from the from the show gets a little moment, um, and it's it's it might even. It might even be previewing a few things that that are coming Ooh, up. In season two. All right, I don't I'll know for sure. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, I'm just like there are a couple of characters that show up, and that they're that there's stuff that's going on that suggests maybe some trajectory for those characters. So, um, yeah, that that that's something that I'm super excited for. So, all right, I, I've gone through some samples. So now just just talk about shows you want to fucking talk about. All right, I got What's one more. That, I got... You, that, you, that you really want to make sure we talk about, Molly. I got one more that you. I think people absolutely have to watch, and it's okay. called Made Made for Love, and it's on Amazon. No, HBO. HBO. It's on HBO Max. It's called Made for Love. Uh, it stars, I'm going to get her name wrong, but I think it's Christina Miliani. She's the mom from uh, what, uh, How I Met Your Mother, the very mm-hmm. end. she's You recognize her if you see her. You're like, oh, it's that woman with the huge eyes. Uh, <laughs> she's she's great. And uh, so she is married to uh, uh, Byron Gogol, who is, he's the, it's the Google of this world. Steve Jobs, he's the Steve, Bezos. It's, yeah, if, mm-hmm. if Bezos, Steve Jobs, and Google we're like one person and bringing you all the technology and everyone had a Google phone and it was your search engine and your delivery service and everything technological. And so she is married to him and the show starts with her escaping him. Mm. And, and as she is, she has escaped the hub, which is uh, the, the fortress in which he lives where she has, uh, we find out in the first episode, she has not left in 10 years. Holy shit. Not a, not a single step outside of the hub for 10 years. So, and it goes from there. It is very funny. Ray Romano plays her loser father. Yeah. Uh, her Billy Magnuson is who plays uh, Byron Gogol. And he's, you'd recognize him from stuff. Uh, God, what do we remember? Uh. We saw? He's, he's, he's got one of those faces. He's, he's very Swedish looking, but he's, uh, uh, it's very funny. Uh, it's got a lot of really, it's, got a lot of heart and uh a lot of really interesting uh kind of like explorations of you know that whole like your scientists were so busy wondering if they could they didn't stop to think if they should kind of stuff and like i think it's like a really funny episode of black mirror yeah it's like a very funny black mirror that's a really good way to put it yeah made for love on hbo it's almost finished uh the last the last two by the time this episode airs it'll be done so you can watch all of it in in one go uh and it's it's very good Uh, Nick, uh, two uh, anime series that Molly and I both watched, and that's I, I gotta say, like 
I watch more anime than Molly does. I don't watch much anime. It's not really her bag, but I will say that I feel like these two shows she really enjoyed with me. So yeah, if anime isn't your thing, these might be good for you. Or if anime is your thing, but you watch TV with someone that doesn't really like anime, these might be great for them too. Uh, the first is Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It is available uh, dubbed and subbed, and the dubbing is really good. Mm-hmm. It is about three high school girls who want to make anime. And mm. I should say it's about two high school girls that want to make anime and one high school girl who wants to make money and ends up in a sort of producer role. And she is my mm. favorite character. She wants to make money and she also recognizes that they have talent and that this right. could go somewhere. But like they have talent, but they need someone with business sense and someone yep. to to point them in the direction and keep them productive and not just daydreaming. Um, it's, it is very meta yeah. in that they talk a lot about the animation, the cell animation process in an animated show mm-hmm. as they're doing these processes. And, and, and so it's very interesting in that sense. Uh, this is a genre that's not usually my cup of tea. It's the slice of life anime, but this show is 12 episodes. It's so fucking wholesome. The characters are great. Uh, it's really, it's like Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. If you told me about this show, I'd be like, that doesn't really sound like something I'd enjoy. But this anime was on so many top 10 lists that I couldn't ignore it and I had to check it out. And I watched an episode and I was like, Molly, we got to watch this together. This and is the, pretty fucking And good. the theme song is so catchy and cute. So yeah, catchy. Yeah, yeah, really great. The other one that we watched together is very short, uh, bite-sized, like, vignettes. It's like six episodes. It's six episodes, so six, 15, 15 minutes. With like six little clips in each 15-minute episode. Oh. It's called Way of the House Husband. And it's it's told in a kind of visual comic style. Uh, I would liken it to Pop Team Epic, if yeah. anyone's familiar with that. Yeah, I agree but, with that. But uh, it is about an ex-Yakuza <laughs> killer like, like, like in, Hitman. invincible murder machine <laughs> who is now the world's most dedicated house husband who does all the laundry and knows how to get out all the stains. And, and they don't have kids. It's just and, him and his and wife. It's just him and his wife who is works. She's like a producer and he just supports her. And he's like going and doing the grocery shopping. He's He is uh, brutally domestic <laughs> and he's taking classes to learn how to cook her fancy croquettes that she loves and 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 that sort of thing uh but everywhere he goes someone is like oh it's the it's the, the immortal dragon please don't hurt me and he's and, and he talks in a very like murderous he's, way he's always wearing his like shaded uh aviators and he's got the the arms you know sleeve tattoos with the jacket over a button-down shirt that's yeah. open down he to looks his like chest. A gangster, yeah. But then he's got like a frilly apron on over because he doesn't want to get his clothes dirty because he's baking <laughs> that day. And he runs all his errands wearing his apron. It's very cool. It is very, very funny. It's very good like short attention span theater and a good another really good one to if you maybe anime isn't your thing. Yeah. Uh try to get over the the visual style of it being sort of motion comic-y right away because it's very worth it. 
I will also say there's one more anime to mention. Uh, the Great Pretender oh, on yeah, Netflix sure. is uh, it's a little longer, uh, but it's very good. It's a, a heist story. Uh, it's about a, it's about a gang that does heists and uh, con that, men. and and yeah, con men more than heists. Even mm. they are they are long con like elaborate con men, uh, and it's really good. And that's all I'll say about it because if that doesn't hook you, then I don't know what else yeah. what else will. But it's it's great. A, ca- a rogue cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I can't remember the it's the the person that's behind like Bebop and Samurai Shampoo yeah, yeah. and and no wait no it's not. It's no? some other studio. I uh, don't don't listen to don't me. Listen to don't him. listen yeah. to Nick. All right, we won't. We'll just go watch that show. Yeah, uh, the Great Pretender. <laughs> the Great Pretender. Okay, so the one thing that um, we just watched that I'm like a couple of things that we've watched that I yeah. think are, are are really great. One HBO Max has a show called uh, The Great British Pottery Throwdown, and it is literally oh. the Great British Baking Show with pottery. Oh shit! So wheel pottery. Num- like wheel pottery, like on, but, like on, not not hand builds, but wheel. Oh, there are there are also hand builds. Oh, okay. It's like, all sorts of pottery. Oh boy, it's like all sorts of fucking pottery. So a, it's just like you're looking at this shit and going, I'm even more impressed that somebody can produce this shit compared to a loaf of bread. Yeah. Uh, it's just because it seems impossible when they tell them that they're supposed to do this in two days. B, it's got the same wholesome, everybody is so supportive of one another kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's It's got the same kind of diversity in terms of the cast that they pick for each one of the seasons. There are three seasons that are available on HBO Max. I guess there is a fourth season that is being filmed. There's a pretty big gap. Uh, there was a pretty big gap in time between seasons one and two and season three. Um, and so there are, there are a few changes between one and two and three. There's, there's a new host, there's a couple of, there's a new judge. Um, but it's just kind of, it's, uh, you know, everything you like about the British baking show, except with pottery. That sounds um, great. And I, I, I found that the artistic shows have been super, super interesting. The shows where people are making something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another show on Netflix and I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's, the blow, the blowing glass one. Yeah, the glass blowing one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, it, it's just like again, you know, watching people make art. Um, it blown away is the name of yeah. it. I was yeah, just yeah. But watching people, I thought you were like, like watching people make art. I'm blown away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But but it, both of them are just super super interesting for that for that thing of it is a reality competition show, which kind of fits into something that I like, but. It requires what they're doing. It takes skill. It takes expertise, and, and and they're different things that they're asked to produce each time. So it take takes different kinds of skill. It's not like oh, the same glass, the glass, the same glass shit showing up in the display, mm-hmm. the display case every week. There's always a challenge that you're like, fuck, I don't know how they're going to do this. That's cool. Um, and That's some cool. of them can, and some of them can't, and I love it. Um, and then the other the other thing um, I mentioned in passing a couple of weeks ago, but I'm just going to throw out there again, uh, a show called Godless, which is on Netflix, um, which is a Western. Oh yeah. That is, is made by the same people who made the Queen's Gambit. Uh, it is set. It, it's a little bit seven samurai ish, mm. a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really spoiling much, but it's set in a town where almost all the men in the town were killed in a mining accident. Mm -hmm. So almost everybody in the town is women. Um, I watched uh, an episode of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah. It's really gritty. It's really dark, but it's got some. It's got a lot of really great characters. Uh, and uh, I mean, I have a few critiques about it too that I won't get into because they're spoilers. But if you're into westerns, it, it it hits all the right notes. And and I'm cool. into westerns, so uh, so we're up to five questions. Nick, you you're gonna I, get... can I squeeze in one more? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. All right. So uh, I mentioned this as like a a boner or a thing I was looking forward to show last time we kind of did a a year ahead thing, and that's uh, Invincible on oh, yeah. Amazon Prime. It's based on the comic by Robert Kirkman, who's the guy that, that created uh, The Walking Dead. Um, this is his superhero epic. It's kind of somewhere between Superboy and Spider-Man. He's a, a young man who, you know, a teenage boy who is, his dad is basically Superman. And one day in puberty, he gets his powers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's not a ton more to it than that that isn't very spoilery to go into but it's stuff that they 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 kind of get jump on right away in the first episode what i will say is that uh invincible is as far as superhero comics go as a self-contained story one of my favorite superhero comics of all time and i would say that as far as comic adaptations go this is potentially one of the most accurate adaptations of anything i've ever seen all right um they speed a few things up they slow a few things down but it's all really to adapt it to uh the the different media you know to make it a better animated show the humor's there the humor's a little updated which is nice because Mm -hmm. invincible was started in the early 2000s and you know maybe wasn't as uh caught up as it could have been Mm -hmm. in some ways um it's not the boys or anything it's just you know (laughs) it got better uh and and this starts better but uh uh holy fuck just like the comic is invincible bloody because it's so bloody one nice thing about invincible is because it's not dc and because it's not marvel these characters are characters and they're not franchises so when superhumans fight you see the kind of bodily and uh structural damage you'd expect when titans with this level of strength and powers fight and people fucking die and heroes die and they don't come back all the time because they you die know, in ways that make it clear they're not coming back. <laughs> very clear. It's not like, oh, Wolverine's yeah. not really dead. He has to come back because we need him to sell comics. Right. There's none of that going on here. Yeah. People fucking die. It's great. Uh, they're like six episodes in. It's every Thursday night on Amazon. All right. Yeah. Super good yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, I haven't started watching that, but I'm looking forward to it. Holy so. shit. Okay, five questions, Molly. Yeah, five questions. All right, so we've got five questions from Dan Scarup, who has sent in two sets. So we're going to do the first set of his five questions. Uh, Here's a set of questions, geeks, that will have you updating all of your passwords. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Question number one. What is your mother's maiden name? Oh, shit. Mine's mine's McBride, which is actually my maiden name, too. Uh, uh, Marie. No, wait. No, that's the middle name. Uh, No, it's it's, uh, it's Sheil, which is still her... Her middle name, uh, fun fact, Loch Sheel is the lake that uh, is the Hogwarts uh, Wizarding Cup lake. Oh. That's that's that yeah. lake, Loch yeah. Sheel. All right, Tim, what's your mother's maiden name? Majeska. 
Wow. Majeska, I know. Majeska? That's amazing. M-O-D-J-E-S-K-A. Majeska. She sounds like like an evil sorceress, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. Okay, question two. What city were you born in? Mm. What city were you born in? Same city I live in. Technically, Robbinsdale. Edina. I know. Wow. Well, you. Yeah. I was born at Fairview Southdale. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was the name of your first pet? Hmm. First pet. Mittens. It was mittens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the first pet was a pair of birds. I could not tell you what kind of birds they are. Probably parakeets named Heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> uh, I had a hamster named Rudy. Uh, I didn't get to name him. But that was what his name was because I got him at Christmas. So he was oh. named after Rudolph. Oh, oh boy. He died real fast. I wasn't a fan. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what was the make and model of your first car? I had a Subaru wagon, a 1988 Subaru wagon that still had the Grateful Dead sticker that my uncle put on it. Uh, And the best part was uh, when I locked myself out of my car, which happened a lot because I was a teenager, I could always let myself in through the back hatch, which was never locked. (laughs) Uh, It was a uh, a 1991 Ford Taurus station wagon uh, that did not last me more than five months before the transmission dropped on it. Mm. Uh, but that uh, that station wagon back was super dope. <laughs> You're hauling around all your friends' gigantic CRT monitors for huh. land parties. Oh, sure, sure. Tim, what uh, about you? I had a Toyota Corolla. Nice. It was, it was white, and we, we called it the round car because it had dents in all four corners. Uh, <laughs> and they were all my fault. So uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah all right, question five. Question five. What was the name of your elementary school? Mine's easy because it's the same name as my junior high school and my high school. It was all one school, Miles Park Academy. <laughs> uh, I went to Osseo Elementary before escaping that uh, horrible place. All right, Tim? I went to two different elementary schools. I went to, to St. Paul Open School when I lived in Minnesota, but I also lived in New Mexico for a while. And when I was in New Mexico, I went to Chelwood elementary school. Ah, I should point mm-hmm. out, I did go to Royal Oaks Elementary for kindergarten and first grade in Woodbury. Oh. That was, uh, Royal Oaks is the school that when I read through all of my reading for the for, for class and I asked my teacher if I could read my own book, she said no. And that if I was too good at reading, I would just have to put my head down on my desk for the rest of the yeah. reading period. And that's when my mom was like, I think we should put you in a different school. That's a good plan. Oh, shit. Well, uh, Daniel, I just want to let you know your, your spectacular plan didn't work because I just got a new phone, so I just changed all my passwords. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my passwords are sexual. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I use a complex org- or, uh, algorithm for all my passwords, so everyone so, is unique. My safe word's harder, and mine's more. <laughs> But thank you for those questions. I need to point out that we uh, currently only have three questions, sets of questions in the hopper by two people. So, or is it four sets of questions by two people? Four by three people. Four by three people. I don't know. Any, right. Numbers so are close. weird. Anyway, the it's point true. is we don't have a lot of them. And mm-hmm. you can send them in. And Daniel just showed you how easy those questions can be. Just think simple. about how ridiculously simple it was to answer those questions. We still made it take 20 minutes because we're good at this <laughs> shit. We're, we, can, we can stretch any questions out forever. Don't worry about it. 
Don't worry yeah. about us. We can yeah. make it happen. So send them in to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. If we ever run out of questions, we literally don't know what we're going to do because we haven't Explode. run out of questions. Yeah, yet. But, yeah. But fingers crossed it's never going to happen. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon. Just uh, head over to Geeks Without God at Patreon. Drop us a couple of bucks. You can hear these episodes early. You can watch our beautiful faces on video, which may or may not continue when we can actually Look record in the same room. red I get. Yeah, like it's look so at that. red. Yeah, mm, except you can't Anglo-Saxon see that heritage. unless you support us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, but no matter what, we're going to be back next week talking about more stuff, probably pretty soon, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that show's going to be over. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm just laughing at Nick doing <laughs> TV. TV is good stuff, man. And Nick yeah. is trying to make you all see why the visual medium is the superior medium. Yeah, you're not you're not seeing this maybe on YouTube, but you could. <laughs> you could. If you supported us on Patreon. So that's all I'm going to say. Everybody have a great week. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. You know, I guess there's also like network TV, but <laughs> who really cares? We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. You are a strange man. <laughs>